explore Tripping and 10 other spiritual poems. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. Today's first poem, second open letter to a neuroscientist. Dear Dr. Harris, could DMT be used therapeutically in the treatment of malignant narcissism? Today's second poem, Tripping Balls. There are some who praise the psychotherapeutic benefits of hallucinogens when administered in a clinical setting. One of the advantages of tripping balls is that it could cause one to question the accuracy of their worldview, no less its rigidity. Perhaps that is why letting go is a cornerstone of Buddha's meditation method, and also why Yoda uttered, You must unlearn what you have learned. Today's third poem, Shell. It feels like Lord of the Rings as a study of the price of heroism. For by movie's end, Frodo is but a shell of his former self. Today's fourth poem, Elfin Grove. The series of webinars that meet once a week for 16 weeks could be divided into two parts. In the first two months, we meditate on love and letting go from a literal point of view. During the second two months, we explore love and letting go from a figurative perspective. Yes, the figurative approach is profound and deeply transformative, but by laying a foundation of the literal perspective for the first two months, we prevent the needless confusion and stress that are often an unfortunate part of the experience of a student of Buddhist meditation. Let's face it, no one explores meditation because they feel they have a deficiency of stress, but because they feel they have a deficiency of peace and want to drink deep of the waters of serenity, like the denizens of the Elfin Grove in Witcher. Today's fifth poem the two, to the four, to the seven, 
to the two. Of all of the sutras that have been attributed to the Buddha, one of my favorites is the Anapanasati Sutta, which is also known as the Discourse on Mindfulness with Breathing. He condenses the entire path of enlightenment to a string of four integers, two, four, seven, and two. In his first discourse, Buddha taught that stress is exacerbated by the tyranny of the craving of our physical impulses and the clinging of our mind's stories. Buddha's path will not make us wealthy or successful or irresistible to those who we desire, but it could free us from the tyranny of our body's impulses and our mind's stories. And toward that end, the Buddha taught us to marry the two phases of our breath, our inhalation and our exhalation, with our body, the first base of mindfulness, with our feelings, the second base of mindfulness, with our mind, the third base of mindfulness, and with phenomena, the fourth base of mindfulness. And just like the barker on a late night infomercial, but wait, there's more. For merely being told to blend one's breath with an awareness of the four bases of mindfulness could actually raise more questions than it answers. Thus, we are told of the seven enlightenment factors. Mindfulness, the first factor. Curiosity, the second factor. Enthusiasm, the third factor. Joy, the fourth factor. Tranquility, the fifth factor. Collectedness, the sixth factor. And equanimity, the seventh factor. It has been my experience that the marriage of the two phases of breath, the four bases of mindfulness, and the seven enlightenment factors is the set of Buddha's 16 meditations. When properly understood and consistently practiced, they could cause us to master the mindfulness that the Buddha nicknamed true knowledge and the mastery of letting go that he liked to call liberation. Today's sixth poem, Hang Your Hat. Buddha's path need not be long, 
or arduous or strenuous. We need not drown in a deep summer lake of cryptic texts. All we need to do is look deeply into this, the essence of the path, and then joyfully put it into practice. Memorize these two phases of breath, the four bases of mindfulness, the seven enlightenment factors, and the two fruits of practice. Doing so could really demystify the path and give you the proverbial hook to hang your hat upon. Today's seventh poem, Tip Over. The two phases of breath are to breathe in and to breathe out. Lest we turn blue, tip over, frighten the dog, and annoy the cat. The two fruits of practice are the mastery of mindfulness, true knowledge, and the mastery of letting go, liberation. Today's eighth poem, the first two enlightenment factors. Let us take a deeper look at mindfulness. It is not active concentration, but passive awareness, spontaneous and vulnerable. The second enlightenment factor, investigation, connotes a curiosity that is antithetical to defensiveness. Today's ninth poem, Thank You. In the name of being humble, it can be tempting to bat away a compliment like an aging cat knocking down a feisty kitten. But in doing so, we forget the feelings of the one giving us the compliment. I'm reminded of a Bible teacher named Dave, who, when given a compliment, would look the one praising him in the eye, breathe in deeply, while vulnerably dropping all defenses, and simply say, Thank you. Today's a tenth poem, Messy. How often do we do the right thing, the kind thing, and then tell ourselves that we did it out of love when we also did it out of fear? Fear of others' anger, fear of others' rejection, fear that others' needs will not be met to our satisfaction. An ancient text reads, Perfect love drives out fear, but when fear and love combine, it could be quite messy indeed. 
today's 11th and final poem piece. Self-righteously rejoicing in his own disempowerment, the Rigpa student explained that he was only permitted to concentrate upon his breath for many months now. I responded, did not Kensei Rinpoche teach that meditation without view is folly? The Buddha taught the opposite of secret teachings, explaining that he taught with an open hand, holding nothing back. If your lamas or roshis or bantes are so elitist that they withhold teachings from you, they have lost the momentum of the Buddha's path. Which reminds me of, of Darth Bane's rule of two. A master to have the power and a disciple to crave the power. But the path of the Sith leads not to peace or joy or fulfillment or sustainability. Let us conclude with a simple call to action. This podcast will never have any advertisements. So support us monthly on PayPal, and like us on your podcast service to help others find us, just as you found us as well. If meditation has felt impossible or boring or just out of reach, you are welcome to register at buddhajoy.org for the next series of live online meditation class webinars that meet once a week.